Welcome to Something Different from OU Torah, where we give you something different for your learning day. As I record this, the OU's Shoshana Grossman Nachiomi has just started its eighth two-year cycle, and Tarity Mecha Nachiomi from the OU Women's Initiative has just started its second cycle. Currently available daily shiurim on Sefer Yehoshua, the Book of Joshua, include Rabbi Binny Marilis, Mrs. Michal Horowitz, and Pamela Rivka Simonson. But there are plenty of additional learning opportunities intended to supplement your Nachyomi experience. One of these is Nachyomi in Depth, from Rabbi Menachem Liebtag of the Tanakh Study Center. In this excerpt from Rabbi Liebtag's introduction to Sefer Yehoshua, he discusses what makes a Navi, as well as the difference between Naviim Rishonim and Naviim Achronim, the early and later prophets. Enjoy, and join us for Nachyomi on OU Torah. We're going to begin with the word Navi, because we're learning Navi now. And a Navi, we'd always translate as a prophet. And when most people hear the word prophet, they think right away a prophet is someone who makes predictions or can see the future. And the first point we want to make is a very simple one. The main job of a prophet, of a Navi in Tanakh, is not to predict future events. It could be that every once in a while he might predict an event. But his main goal is not to predict an event. Instead, the job of the Navi is to be a Navi of God, or what I like to call God's spokesperson. Meaning, God wants to communicate a message to man, more specifically in Tanakh. He has a message to give to his people, Tam Yisrael. And because God can't communicate directly with every individual, because most individuals are not on a level to appreciate what God has, what God has to say, um, God appoints a specific person, usually on a very high level, like Moshe Rabbeinu, later will be Yeshua, and he delivers his message, message to that person, and that person is able to understand the message from God and translate that to the people. Um, in that sense, the word Navi, um, being spokesman, comes from the Hebrew word Nev, or the movement of lips. Uh, a nice proof of that is from a pasuk we're all familiar with about Moshe Rabbeinu. Everyone remembers that when God tells Moshe Rabbeinu at the burning bush, He tells him, you're appointed, I'm sending you to Paro, and to tell him to let my people go and serve me in the desert. And Moshe is very reluctant. And everyone knows that Moshe tells God, I'm aras time, I don't speak clearly. Or basically, God tells Moshe Rabbeinu uh, to go speak to Paro. And Moshe counters and says, I don't think I'm the one for the job. We're going to read the very end of Perek Vav in Sefer Shemot, where God tells Moshe as follows. Perek Vav, Pasek Chavtet, 629. Go speak to Paro, the king of Egypt. Everything that I tell you. Moshe answers God. My lips don't move good. I'm not a good spokesperson. And why would Paro listen to me? Listen to God's answer at the beginning of Perek Zayim. I'm making you like God to Paro. Aaron, your brother, will be your Navi. What does that mean? The next passage explains it. You're going to say everything that I commanded you. You'll tell that to Aaron. Aaron will speak on your behalf to Paro. Meaning, just like usually God wants to deliver a message to Am Yisrael, and he uses Moshe Rabbeinu as a spokesperson to give that message, here in this early stage, God is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you're now in the position of like God, and you have to tell something to Paro. But because you're saying Paro won't understand you, won't listen to you, you're not, you can't be a spokesperson to Paro. Therefore, God says, Aaron, your brother, will be your spokesman. Meaning, now Moshe will talk to Aaron, and Aaron will talk to Paro. 
Uh, look at Rashi there if you have a chance. Rashi brings all the Sukim and Chumash, or Navi, where uh, the word Niv, or the word Nunbet, or Nunbet, is going to relate to the boom of flips. If that's the case, when we're studying a book of Nevoah, the main message, the main point we're looking for is not what prediction the Navi makes, and that's not going to count uh, the Navi who can make better predictions about the future. That doesn't make him a better Navi. The Navi who's most able and most capable of understanding what God wants from man, he's the highest level of Navi. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, who's always considered the highest level of Nevoah, his understanding of God is so clear, Chumash refers to it as Panim El Panim. And later on, uh, sometimes a lower level will be like seeing the back of God, or, or later this Kenim are able to see compared to the feet of God. But those are all analogies to different levels of understanding what God's message is. But Moshe Rabbeinu, the highest level, is called Panim El Panim, face to face. If that's true, then when we're studying in Avi, the main thing we're looking for is what message Navi has to give to the people that's coming from God, or he's representing God. Let me give you an analogy of what I mean. The President of the United States, for example, has a spokesperson, has a spokesman. His job is to deliver the President's message to the people. The President doesn't tell everything to the people. He has a spokesman, and there's a press conference, and the job of the spokesman is to give over that message. Now, who would the President pick to be a spokesman? Obviously, someone who can be articulate, someone who can speak, but also someone he can trust someone who can answer a question, someone who understands presidential policy, someone who might even sit in a meeting with him, someone who might even argue with the president to say maybe it should be this way. And if you take that analogy, you can appreciate why God picked Moshe Rabbeinu. You can also understand why Moshe Rabbeinu in the beginning was reluctant to take the job because he thought he wasn't worthy for the position, which is always a good sign of leadership. Thinking you're not worthy to be a leader is always a good prerequisite for being the proper leader. Now, with that in mind, what's going to happen when we study Nevi Rishonim? When we study the book of Nivim Rishonim, we're not going to focus so much on what happened. We're going to try and focus more on what message the Navi is giving. Meaning, God doesn't have to give prophecy to a Navi to teach us history. To learn history, we have history books. In ancient times, there were Divrei Amim, the certain Malachim. People wrote history. And history was known to a lot of people. And it was recorded. If there's going to be a book of Nevoah, a book of Nevoah might record history in order to give over its message. A Navi might quote historical events to make his prophetic point. But when we study the book and we try to understand what the stories are about, the primary reason why he's writing the book is not simply to let you know what happened. The primary purpose is what we can learn from what happened. With that in mind, I want to make a quick distinction between two different categories of books in Nevim. We have what we call Nevim Rishonim and Nevim Achronim. Translated into English, Nevim Rishonim is called the early prophets and Nevim Achronim the later prophets. But when we say that, we're really referring to something else. Nevim Rishonim are referring to four books, Yeshua, Shoftim, Shmuel, and Malachim. While Nevim Achronim is referring to the books of Yeshayahu, Yirmiyahu, Yechezkel, and the additional twelve, Oshea, Amos, Micha, etc. It's not really that these Nevim came earlier and these Nevim came later. Nevim Rishonim is a different type of style of writing than Nevim Achronim. We'll begin with Nevim Achronim because it's easier. If you look at the books of Nevim Achronim, for example, the book of Yeshayahu or the book of Yirmiyahu, what makes it a book is that it's a collection of all the works, or a specific set of works, of a specific Navi. Meaning the, the book of Yeshayahu is a collection of the prophecies of the Navi Yeshayahu. That's the opening line. The book of Yirmiyahu is a collection of the works of Yirmiyahu. Same thing with Yechezkel, same thing with Amos, Oshea, etc. What binds the book together is this is a collection of prophecies from a specific Navi. Compare that to the book of Yeshua. The book of Yeshua is not a collection of prophecies by the Navi Yeshua. Rather, it's the history of the Jewish people during the time period of Yoshua. When I say Yoshua, 
It's not like when I'm saying Sefer Yishayel. Same thing, Sefer Shmuel. Sefer Shmuel is not a, a collection of all the prophecies of the Nabi Shmuel. It might include several of his prophecies, but the main topic of the book is the story of the, the prophetic history of the Jewish people in the time period of Shmuel, in the time period of Shaul and David. So therefore, when we're reading Nevi Mishonim, being the books of Yeshua, Shoftim, Shmuel, and Malachim, the way we study the books will be quite different than what we study when we're learning the books of Nevi Machronim. Like what you just heard? Hear the rest of that shir and much more on OUTorah.org or by using the OUTorah app for iOS and Android.